Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses Podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. Why do we have to give offering every Sunday? Isn't it enough to uh, just go to church and worship the Lord? And sometimes we give our time at least one hour per week. Isn't that enough? I mean, we are already suffering from you know, financial difficulties and we have to pay taxes. And then you know, we have so many things that we have to you know, pay bills. And so paying another extra uh, the financial giving or offering is too much for us. So why do we have to give in the church? So that's something that I want us to look at. Uh, I, I want to read Second uh, Second Corinthians chapter nine verses ten through thirteen together with you to find the answer. There are three big reasons why we need to give. So let's look at today's text together. Now he who supplies seed to the sower, sour and bread for food would supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing through many thanksgivings to God. Because of the proof given by this ministry, they will glorify God for your obedience to your confession of the gospel of Christ and for the liberality of your contribution to them and to all. There are three reasons why we should give, why we should give offering to the Lord. The first one is God gives. Because God gives, we need to give. Number two, to meet the needs of the saints. There are lots of needs among the saints and we need to provide. We need to give because of that. And number three, to live up to the confession of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Confession of our faith in the gospel of Jesus. So let's look at one by one. So first reason is God gives. So that we need to give. Now let's look at today's verse, verse 10. Now he who supplies who he is he he is god god supplies seed to the sower and bread for the food so god is the one who really gives a seed and a bread for us sometimes we might think that we are the ones who are giving but that is not the case and also look at this verse uh, continually will supply he god will supply and not only that he will multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness i mean this is something that we learned in chapter 3 of first uh, corinthians that god uh, the paul sow the seed scatter the seed and apollos water but who is the one who grows god is the one who grows god supplies god gives the seed and he increases he multiplies it so that there will be a harvest so we always need to recognize who is really giving so I, i've seen some millionaires or billionaires giving lots of money to the poor and it's better than nothing better than not giving however many times they think that they are the ones they are the source of giving so that people would look up to them and they say well look at that millionaire he has so such a big heart now look at look at her i mean she is she has really big hand that she really cares for the people so the people praise those men and women uh, with a lot of wealth we have to be very careful because even if we have lots of money to give it is not us that money is from the resources is really coming from the lord remember first corinthians chapter 8 verses verse 6 that we are from god not just the money not just the possessions that we have but ourselves we are from god the wisdom and the power and skills and everything that we have we think that they are from us but they are not from us that is from god 
So first of all, the foundation is this, that we need to have the clear faith, firm faith, that God is the source of everything. God is the one who gives. That is why we give. In other words, because God gives, we give. God gives the resources so that we will be like a steward, so that we can uh, give the source that God has given to us. Very, very important foundational thing. So we have to be very careful about what we do. Now, let's go back to this verse. Again, very important passage that we need to look at is this. In verse 11, you will be enriched in everything. Wow. Now, let's stop right here, and then you will be very excited. I love this verse so much, right? You might say, oh, yeah, I'll be rich, not just a part, partially, but in everything. Now, imagine that you'll be uh, rich in uh, your real estate and your bank and then your knowledge and you know with everyone wants to be like that we want to be rich in everything so if you stop right here you might think that bible is such a good news for even for the uh, secular people but we have to read the whole context what does it say it says for there meaning that there's a, a meaning there's a purpose of your richness it says for all liberality meaning all generosity so important and it says through which through us is producing thanksgiving to God, not to us, not to millionaire, not to billionaire, but to God. So what does this really mean? It means that God empowers us, but not just that, God enriches us, so we'll be rich in everything to, for generosity, to give the resources, the money, and everything that God has given us to others. Wow, this is so, so serious. It's important because at Genesis 1, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, we see the great um, the covenant between God and Abraham. God said, I will bless you. But God does not stop there. It says, I will bless you so that you will be a blessing to all nations. That is God's purpose. In other words, when God makes you rich, it is not for you. It's not for you to enjoy your luxury of the world, but for you to give generously to the people who need. There is a reason, there is a clear purpose of making us rich. Many times, there's a false gospel or half gospel. There's a prosperity gospel. Say, hey, um, give to the church and give tithing. That God is going to bless you financially. You will be richer. So it sounds so good. And then they give. But when they give, their motivation is not right because their motivation is what? For themselves. It's a selfish reason. By giving to the poor, by giving to, by taking care of the homeless, they think that they will become richer and richer and richer and they'll have a big house, bigger house and nicer car and uh, whatnot. Now, that is not the true gospel motivation for giving. Because in today's verse, it clearly says, when God makes us rich, it is for generosity. So in other words, when you give, when you give, God is going to uh, bless you, not only for you, but for you to be the blessing to other people. So important. That is the God-centered, uh, God-centeredness in giving. It's not about us. It's not about uh, having a lot of great resources in the world, but it is about sharing great resources 
for the world. That is the right gospel-centered approach that we have to remember. So at the end of the day, they will worship the Lord and they will give thanks to the Lord. Not to us, but to the Lord. Now let's look at the second reason. Why do we need to give? It is because there is a need among the saints and we need to meet the needs of the saints. So let's look at the following verse. It says, in verse 12, for the ministry of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints. What does that mean? It means it involves meeting or supplying the needs of the saints. Yes, we are not perfect. Just because you became saints, in other words, you became children of God, that you believe in Christ Jesus, doesn't mean that your bank account would be always full. You might go through financial difficulties. You might go through persecution. As we learned from uh, last week from chapter 8, you know, the Church of Macedonia was persecuted and that led to extreme poverty. So we can go through a lot, a lot of difficult times, including financial difficulties as well. Jewish people in Jerusalem and a lot of Christian churches at the time were going through all of these problems. So we have needs. Christ, uh, Christians, saints, church has needs. But we do not have to worry about it because if you remember in the Acts chapter 2, verse 44, the early church got together and they shared the meal, uh, but that was not just a, um, the sharing the meal for lunch or breakfast, but it's actually sharing everything that they had. So there, were, there was nobody who was in need. So we are, the churches were meeting their needs together, supplying the needs together. So that is why we need to give. The giving is not just to um, show to the people in the church on Sunday that this is how much I give to the missions and give to all these great things, but it is really to meet the needs of the saints, needs of the people in our church, brothers and sisters. Not just in our church, but also we can meet the needs of others as well. Just look at the world. There are so many things going on in the world and you know, natural disaster happen and then that leads to economic crisis and then uh, the Christians are not immune to that. So we have to identify uh, who are they, who, who they are, and then what kind of needs they have so that we can all uh, collect uh, the financial resources and any resources that will be uh, helpful to meet the needs of the saints. That is the beautiful thing, and that is clearly shown in this passage. And then early church was living it out. They were truly uh, giving to to meet the needs and supply the needs of the saints. And then that is that must be our reason for giving and offering as well. Now, what's the third reason why we give? It is because of living up to the confession of our faith. So let's look at today's verse again. And it says in verse 13, because of the proof the proof given by this ministry. So what is this ministry? Ministry of giving, ministry of generosity. Because of the proof given by the ministry, they will glorify God for your obedience to your confession of the gospel of Christ Jesus. In other words, if you confess that gospel is true, that Jesus is the Lord and he died for you and he rose from the dead, that is the confession. But how do you show your confession? It's not enough to talk about it, but how do you actually live it out? It says in here, obedience to your confession. So how 
did they, this church, was obeying to the confession of the gospel of Christ Jesus by giving. Of course, there are many different ways that we can show our obedience to the gospel of Christ Jesus. One of them is to uh, sh- through sharing the gospel of Christ Jesus, but also in today's passage, clearly saying it is through generosity. It is through giving. And in other words, if you give with this clear motivation that you are truly showing that your confession of gospel of Christ Jesus is truly genuine. Now, if you remember in um, chapter 8, verse 9, Christ emptied himself and then he became poor, even though he is rich, but he became poor so that he can make us rich. Just like in the Second Corinthians 5.21, he did not know any sin because he was holy, but he became sin to make us righteous. That is the gospel of Christ Jesus. Jesus laid down himself. He emptied himself. He took our sins upon uh, himself. And then he became poor so that we will become rich. If you truly believe on this gospel of Christ Jesus, then your life would be transformed. Your life will be changed. And how do we know that you are changed? It is through generosity. If you say, you know, I, I'm the temple of God, so I will, I will live my life holy. So I will not touch unclean things. And I will always praise the Lord. I will always worship the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you do that, if you decided to do that, amen. That's great. And you are showing that you are obeying to the gospel of Christ Jesus. But also, if, even if you do it, if you hold on to your, your wallet and you're not opening up and you're just holding it to yourself and then say, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to use this money because this money is mine and I'll just use it for myself, then probably you're not truly obeying to or living up to your confession of the gospel of Christ Jesus. Because if you truly believe on the gospel of Christ Jesus, who gave it all, you would open up your wallet to share your money, your resources with others. In fact, it is not really your money because that money is coming from the Lord. God just gave you as you uh, as stewards. Remember, the first point was what? God gives those. That's why we give. It's not that we give, so we give, or my parents give it to me, so I give to others. That is not the case. God gives to you so that you need to give to others. God gives to us. So we are to be generous to other people. And that is showing our faith, our commitment, our confession of the gospel of Christ Jesus. And then remember this verse the end of it, at the end of the day, what happens? These people will see your good acts and then they will glorify the Lord. That is the point. That will lead to the worship of the Lord. You know, when I mentioned the illustration that when the billionaires or millionaires are given a lot of money, people will praise them, praise the millionaires and billionaires. And that is a human-centered approach. But when we give, I mean, it can be uh, just the same act of generosity. But the outcome is this, not the praise of ourselves, not about our names would be on the newspaper or big media or in the church, big church, mega church, the people praising about myself. That is not the point. At the end of the day, they will glorify the Lord. They will worship the Lord. That is the purpose of generosity. We want to lead people to worship. That is the true worship leading. It's not just about through music. It is about through giving as well.
well. So the people will look up to the Lord and they will copy, example, they will、uh, follow you, what you did, so that they will do the same thing, so that more people would join this worship. You know what? This giving can truly lead to evangelism and the worship as well. More non believers will see your good actions and they will see the glimpse of the kingdom generosity, the God's great, great mercy. But at the same time, the believers will gather together and they'll worship the Lord because of your good works and generosity. So important. So, how should we live? First of all, we need to have this foundation of theology of God's giving. If we start out just the,、uh, our selfish motivation and say, hey, I, I see those people are suffering, so I'm a, I want to show how great a person I am, so I'm going to give some that I have. That is human centered. We need to hold on to this God centered generosity that God gives, so we give. There's nothing about us. It's nothing about how much I give, but it's about how much God loves us. God gives. So even though it may not be a lot of money, it may not be a really Impressive、uh, resource that we are sharing, but it is okay because we believe that God gives, so we give whatever we have, and then God is going to use it in an amazing way. And then, always, we,、uh, when we pray, pray this way God, please provide resources to me, not for me, but to me, so that I can use this resource for other people. Where instead of saying, God, give me this money, give me this money, we can say, God, please help them. Please help my neighbors. Please help this country. Please help this church. Please help these brothers and sisters. And God may speak to you and say, You help them. And God, I'm going to bless you so that you can help them. Wow, you know, that can truly change our prayer life as well. So let's always remember that God gives so that we give. And secondly, identify the needs of the saints. You know, normally we, thought, we think about where we're caught up by our own needs, and I'm the one who needs. But let's open up our eyes and let's look around and let's pray that the Lord would show us where the needs are. So that probably our neighbors are reluctant to share about their needs, but that's okay. We can pray, and then, you know, when these neighbors or brothers and sisters in our church、uh, would truly see that how much we care for them, they may open up and they share the needs. And then when they share their needs, we may Not be able to perfectly meet the needs, but we'll do our best and we can gather more people to help the needs. And God is going to bless you, God is going to use you in an amazing way, your church, in an amazing way to meet the needs of the saints. And lastly, let's not just talk that we believe in Jesus Christ. Of course, we must believe in Christ Jesus, but also we need to live it out in our action. Let's proclaim the gospel of Christ Jesus, and at the same time, let's meet the needs of the people. That's what Jesus did. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, Jesus went out through the villages and towns and cities, and he proclaimed the kingdom of God, but at the same time, he healed the sick. And he raised the dead. What did he do? He met the needs of the people. So it may not be just the financial resources, but it can be healing, it can be counseling, it can be so many things that we can provide help for the people who need. So let's be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ and let's live out our confession of the gospel of Christ Jesus. 
Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for this wonderful message that you have given us the reason why we need to give. Lord Jesus, we give because you gave. And then there are needs of the saints so that we want to meet the needs by your power with the resource that you give to us. Lord Jesus, we want to truly go out and share the gospel, but also we want to live out the gospel that we proclaim so that more people would come to know you and then they will they will exalt your name. They will worship your name, not our names. Father, we thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen.